Welcome to season four of Exploring the Prophetic. We are on a journey of spiritual curiosity to see how God's voice can impact us and the world around us. I interview guests from every walk of life and background about how their relationship with God and hearing His voice has given them different opportunities and breakthrough experiences. This season, I'm also asking every guest how they got through a time when they thought they had heard from God or they received a prophetic word from someone else that didn't happen and how God helped them to resolve that. Come join our conversation on Exploring the Prophetic, starting now. Well, I had the opportunity to go to a meeting recently. It was called Bifold Ministry Church here in LA. And the pastor's name is Catherine Crick. And Catherine is a unique individual. She's young. She's around 30 years old. And she's planted a church in LA. And she's going after the power of God in a unique way. A lot of people have compared her to like an emerging Catherine Coleman or Amy Simmons-Fierson or one of these kinds of revivalists. And I think it's true. There's some videos online where she has over a million TikTok followers who watch the deliverance and healing ministry as she's performing it. She's really been uh, unashamed or not bashful about posting the moments of breakthrough or prophetic power in her videos because she wants people to have an example. And to see that this is happening, she's not trying to be showy or be a showman, but she's trying to show that God's still moving today. She goes live regularly, like on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And when she does, there's sometimes a thousand people who are watching as she does deliverance and prayer breakthrough and prophetic ministry. And she, she'll literally call people on and say, I have a word for you. And they'll come on and she'll start to prophesy over them. Sometimes they go through deliverance. It's crazy, but I haven't seen modern day deliverance in a public gathering like this ever. And so it's really amazing to see that she's fearless. Um, you know, it's funny because we we're at her meeting. I said, and I'd watched her many times online, but she's so kind. She drips with sweetness and kindness and not in a, not in a ooey gooey way, but in a fun way. But at one point I said, but, you know, if you're going to get deliverance, you might as well get one of the Disney princesses to do it. She comes across with so much of a, a, a vibe of a, not a bad princess. Like when they go, that person's a princess, but like a pure pure-hearted creative that's like going after the, the presence of God. So I've really, really enjoyed her ministry. And I love that she's an emerging revivalist who has, you know, such an incredible background of pursuing the, the performing arts and music, but she sacrificed her own personal calling of what she thought would bring her that sense of, you know, destiny and purpose because God called her to be a pastor of a church and an apostle of a movement. So here's a little of her bio. Apostle Catherine is the pastor of Fivefold Church in Los Angeles, where every service and live session, many miracles happen. People are healed, delivered, and transformed as the prophetic anointing flows powerfully. Every week, several travel from across the country and internationally encounter the power of God at Fivefold Church, which meets in a park. Millions are touched by God across the world through our ministry, close to 1 million followers on TikTok, and are daily testifying of miracles they receive while watching her videos and lives. Apostle Catherine is passionate about seeing people encounter the true Jesus who comes in power so they may fall in love with him and receive abundant life in him. Let's hear Catherine's story. Hey, my fellow explorers, we have a brand new book out. And if you've ever been given a word that you're a Joseph, an Esther, a Solomon, or a Daniel, you need to learn how to hear God the way that they did. You need to have that place inside of you that connects to God, that can believe for his solutions on the world today and for his problem-solving ability, his wisdom, his strategy. And so we've written this book called Wired to Hear, and it's connecting God's voice to your career and place of influence. You are gonna love this book. I wanna encourage you to get it today. My friend Bob Hassan, who does Exploring the Marketplace with me and myself, wrote this to take you on a journey of how to succeed in your place 
of career with God's voice and with connection to Him. Visit Bowles Ministries today and look up Wired to Hear or go to any bookstore you know and you should be able to find Wired to Hear. But get it, review it, and share it with someone else. Well, I get to introduce you as an audience to Catherine Crick. And if you haven't heard of Catherine, I know I just shared who she was, but I found out about you, Catherine, because I was watching you on TikTok and I would see like a funny dog video and then I'd see like another dad video. And then all of a sudden there's you doing deliverance or healing in the park. I'm like, who is this girl? How is she coming? What is this? And I I didn't really have a context for who you were. And I randomly interviewed uh, recently Tyler Feller, who's one of your friends or one of our mutual friends. And I love his story so much. And he said, Hey, have you ever heard of Catherine? I said, you know, I've been watching her. And he said, you should totally have her on your podcast. I was like, I would love to. Can you, you know her? Can you like introduce us? So he introduced us and that's how we built a connection or how we built. uh, And I got to come out to one of the meetings and it was just the presence of God was so sweet in your meeting. And I loved one of the things that shows me someone's authentic is you had some disruptors, like the little old lady who, you know, had, was coming to the Holocaust Museum and just wanted a platform to share her, her journey. And she's so sweet. She may have had a little dementia. We're not sure, but she just comes up right when you're on the microphone and interrupts you. And you didn't do the old power trip glory thing. You just were so kind. You were so nice to her. You so valued her, but you also put her in the right place of like, Hey, come over here. And if you want to be a part of the sit, you let her share for a minute. Then that other woman came up to you and she wanted to be ministered to right then. And you immediately were like, Oh, we'll, we'll be doing that in a few minutes. Let me just finish my message. But yeah. the, you exude kindness. And I said, this may, I hope this doesn't sound, um, this is met in good spirit. But I started laughing. I said to the team who was with me, I said, if I ever had deliverance, I'd want deliverance from Catherine because it's like being delivered by a Disney princess. It's like, you were so ah! kind and you were so sweet. And, and then behind the scenes, when we got to meet with you, it was like just that same kindness came out of you. And, but you had this authority that when things happen, like you go into, and you're the same person, but a different mode of authority. But you know, if I, if I had had the deliverance, I'm serious about that because there's something about the authority that you walk in, but the kindness of God too, that's in the atmosphere. And I know um, it's, it's awesome to watch people emerge. I know when I was emerging in ministry, I had, I just, my goal was to do things that brought God joy. And also that, you know, brought me joy and rest that I wouldn't, I wouldn't step outside of that. And you come across as somebody who has a lot of joy. So welcome to the show. Thanks for being on today. I can't wait to hear more of your story. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor and blessing to be here. Well, take us on the journey of how you got to LA, because I know you're in New York right now and you're you're just there for a couple of days doing an, an event, but you're from New York. So you got all the way out to LA. Yes. Yeah. So back in 2013, I came out to LA to pursue acting. I loved God. I loved God my whole life. At that point in my life, I wasn't surrendered yet to God. I hadn't encountered his power, which was key for my surrender. But at that point I was like, God, I want to do whatever you want me to do. I'll go wherever, lead me. And I felt him leading me to LA to pursue acting. And looking back, that definitely wasn't the, what the end goal, but God is so good. He knows our hearts, where we're at, when we're not surrendered yet, how to take us on that journey to get us where we need to be for him to speak. This is what you're really called to do. Oh, it's so true. When you live in a cultural center like LA, so many of the Christians who are now positioned in the place they need to be came out here for one reason, but are doing something else because there is that moment of, I love how God leads us that way. So so, that's so cool. Okay, keep going. 
Yeah. So I came out to LA to pursue acting. And then as I grew closer and closer to God, I ended up pursuing music to be a singer, songwriter, Christian singer, songwriter is what I wanted to do. And I thought that was definitely God's call for me. I had been searching for a while. I was like, yes, I finally found my calling. This is it. Um, I put out music videos. Singing was really my, my biggest passion. Um, and there was so much favor. I had so much support from friends and family. They're like, yes, you're totally called to do this. This You're going to make it. Um, and then one day I went to a little house church and I encountered the power of God for the very first time. Wow. I received prophetic ministry for the first time, which completely changed my life. A simple prophetic word, but it it took me from believing in God and knowing that he was real, to believing in God, believing he was real, to knowing he's yeah. real, he's with me, he loves me, his word is true. It was like that one prophetic word, my spiritual eyes just opened up to his goodness and to his nearness. And that d- same day, I witnessed demons be cast out for the first time, people be healed, people speaking in tongues around me. A month later, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And that moment was where I felt the tangible presence of God like never before. And it moved me to surrender everything to Jesus for the first time. I had been wanting to surrender to God for a long time. And I would be like, I'm all in, I'm all in. But my heart wasn't moved yet to really mean it. Like I surrender my dreams, my plans, you can take everything. And in that moment with being baptized in the Holy Spirit, I was so compelled, like, who am I to not surrender to you, Jesus? So I surrendered completely there on that day. Wow. And it's so powerful because you can see like um, in people's lives in history who've emerged as people move in the power of God, there's that moment of surrender. And so it's so beautiful to hear that moment of surrender just as far as, and it came from somebody who's already pursuing God in a real way. But there's just that missing link, that missing the secret sauce of that power of God, the Holy Spirit and the word. And I love that that so branded you because now what's happening in your life, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. So keep going. I I don't want to totally take us off track. I'm just excited. Yeah. Yeah. So from that day, my biggest prayer, my biggest passion was, Lord, let your people encounter your power encounter Mm. prophetic ministry like I had because I had so many Christian family and friends in my life, hundreds from different areas of life, seasons of life. Right. And I was pretty sure I was like the only one who encountered the power of God. Wow. And yeah. And I wanted to be on fire for so long. I genuinely did. And I thought something was wrong with me, but just encountering God's power, meeting the real Jesus, honestly, Because his kingdom is not a matter of talk, but of power. So meeting him where you're actually, your spiritual eyes can open. That's all that's needed, you know? And so I was set on fire immediately on that day. And so my heart burned. I I was like, these people, your people just need to encounter your power. That's it, Lord. Just like what happened for me. So they can be set on fire. Because I saw them and I saw that they were just like where I was. And I wanted them to know Jesus is real love and be able to be surrendered and be on fire. So that was my biggest prayer, my biggest passion. Ever since that day, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And, I, and nine months later, I went to this 
prophetic conference. And there was a prophet ministering there at that conference. And at this point, God had opened my eyes to see that prophets exist today, true prophets of God. And when a true prophet of God speaks, it's God speaking. And so it's beautiful how he prepared my heart to be childlike and open, Mm. not, you know, skeptical or just just giving me that spiritual wisdom and knowledge where I went to this conference, there was a prophet ministering and this prophet ended up prophesying to me. You're actually called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. And you're called to reach the nations. Did you have language for that yet? Did you have like, I know what that means. Or was it like, what is he saying? Well, I had just recently learned that apostles existed today too, just in the past nine months. Um, But I didn't know much what an apostle was yet. Um, but when he spoke that to me, I was convicted. I knew it was God speaking and I knew it was a true prophet of God, but I was shocked to hear this word because public speaking was literally my biggest fear and biggest weakness. Oh, wow. Literally. So you had no problem with singing, but public speaking scared you. No, I had no problem acting and singing, but like speaking off the cuff. Yeah. Forget it. Forget it. Like I would um, do group. God loves to take us in the areas we're strongest in. No, wait, the weakest in. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I would do group presentations in college in front of 10 people. And I would go like numb in my mind, shaking. (laughs) And on top of that, I had no clue how to preach, minister, prepare a sermon, no desire. I mean, I I love any ministry background at all that helped you or it was just like, it was just, you're being launched into this cold turkey. Cold turkey. It was straight wow. up obedience. I mean, well, it was just like my heart for people to want to encounter God's yeah. power. And just like when I surrendered to God, I really wanted his will more than mine. Like that was my biggest passion. Yeah. So that's what gave me the ability to say, yes, God, like, I don't know how you're going to do this. This is wild. <laughs> but in that moment, God reminded me of Moses. And how Moses was called to be a mouthpiece of millions. And he stuttered. And he says, God, I I can't even speak. What do you mean? But but God says, I'll give you the words to speak. He, God reminded me of Moses in that moment. And I just wanted his will. So I just, I surrendered and I put music aside. And I then began the most uncomfortable season of my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it was about nine months later that God then called me to start Fivefold Church. And I just did it with obedience. Um, so you, I was, you planted a church. Did you have like a certain model or group you were trying to emulate or something in the city or a network or anything that you were involved with? Or you're like, well, I just know I'm supposed to do it and God will bring that along if I need it. The prophet who prophesied to me, he became my mentor. Oh, so awesome. he, he helped me, encouraged me, helped lead me with the leading of the Holy Spirit. Um, and, you know, God just spoke to me and through him mentoring me that right now, God is restoring the fivefold ministry to the body mm-hmm. of Christ. And we don't see apostles and prophets today for the most part. Yeah. Um, but this is what we see in the book of Acts. And in Ephesians 4.11, it says this will continue the 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 equipping that the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers bring. This will continue until Jesus returns. So um, 
God spoke to me, this is what I'm doing now. Um, so th- that was when you're talking about like model, that was like the vision that, that God yeah. gave me um, to, and, and just spoke to me. Like, I only Don't. say that because like, that's really bold and it's courageous because yeah, I, know. I know like when we moved here to start a church, you know, I don't know, 2006, I remember going, how do you start a church? You know, and I asked yeah. like friends who had churches, I was like, how did you start? And they weren't very helpful to me at the time. No one had like a 101 on it, except for groups that were doing it conservatively without the power of God. So I was right. like, but that some of those things work, some of the models work, but I'm like, how do you start a church when God blows up? And I remember the Barna group came to us and told us it was that largest church statistic, you know, group. And they, one of their members came to us and said, oh, did you know in Hollywood, because we were in Hollywood at the time, you're the largest practicing charismatic church. And we were a hundred people. I said, no, there's lots of charismatic ch- churches here. And he said, yeah, but they don't move in healing power or prophecy. Because wow. I'm actually not charismatic, but he goes, it's really interesting to watch your church because you have all that happening. Yeah. And I remember just going, no. And I remember just being, because you you guys are in like West Hollywood. Just remember going, why isn't there more happening? There's more densely packed people in this little small area right. than anywhere else, probably on the, this part of the West Coast. And yet there's hardly anything happening when it comes to the power of God. So yeah. years later, when I saw you emerging, I'm like, what's her origin story? Like, how is she doing this? Because I know how hard it is specifically in the area that yeah. you're, you're building, it takes an anointing to even, even to be in a park and draw 200 people, 300 people. It yeah. takes a raw anointing of God yeah. to persevere and to do that because there is no model. Yeah. I just want to say that as far as on top of what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> so it guys, was really that prophetic word, just knowing that it was God who spoke that to me. Yeah. And so what did your family and friends think when you were planting a church is I'm assuming, are you single? Yeah. Yeah. So you're a single woman planting a church in LA. What did your friends and family think? With no desire to want to preach or minister. It was complete (laughs) obedience. Sounds like a perfect formula. Yeah. So like I said, like most of my family and friends at that time never encountered the power of God. And so if you don't encounter the power of God, if you, if you haven't, if you haven't encountered prophetic ministry, it's kind of foolishness, right? The yeah. the spiritual things are foolish to the carnal man. And you could be a Christian, but not be completely spiritual, open eyes yet, right? Oh, totally. So I, I, I kind of sensed that. I didn't get like a lot of people saying like, what are you doing? But it went from getting so much support. What you're doing, this Christian music, pop, Christian pop EDM music. That makes that sense. I was doing. You're gifted, you're talented. Oh, yes, and I love your yeah. music your voice and then silence <laughs> silence like to this day even like pretty minimal but my parents are amazing my parents yeah. have pure childlike hearts so you know they had never encountered the power of god but i shared my heart with them and they believed and um a couple of years later a couple of years after i first encountered the power of god when i had just recently started the church um, they came to my apartment one day and um, they were both baptized in the Holy Spirit in oh. my bedroom. in the middle of the night. My mo- there, there was a, our worship, a, a, one of our women who sings worship with us at our church. She has, she was staying with me because we had a conference. Her mom was in town and she was staying with me. She was hungry for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I opened up scriptures for her, pray for her because she's hungry to receive it. And she receives right there in her room. Then she wants wow. her mom to receive it. Her mom's hungry. The next day, pray for her mom. Her mom falls back with the power of God too. Starts thinking. Wow. And and then she's talking to my to me about my parents. My parents are coming in that day. They hadn't received it yet. She's like, they need to receive it. And me, in my mind, 
because they're very conservative, my parents, I'm thinking it's going to be like maybe years down the line because <laughs> you have to be open and hungry to yeah. receive. But she had this passion for them to receive it. And I said, well, why don't you share your testimony with them when they come? So she shared in her mom. <laughs> Ambush with your friend. <laughs> what did you say? I said, ambush them with your friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that she shared, they went to bed. I'm staying up awake in my living room. Um, my mom wakes up at three in the morning. I happened to go in my room the same time. I'm like, mom, what are you doing standing up wide awake? She says, I just had this dream. And I was speaking in tongues in my dream. Wow. And I, I was, I could see, oh, I think God's, hung, you know, putting a hunger yeah. in her, wants to baptize her now. I said, mom, do you want to receive right now? She says, yeah. So it's dark in my room. My dad's laying down half awake <laughs> and I pray for her. She, she receives, she starts speaking in tongues. Wow. And then um, I, I say, dad, do you want to receive too? And he's tired. So he's like, I think maybe tomorrow he's laying down in the bed. And then I start telling my mom about what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is. And he just witnessed this supernatural encounter with my mom. And, and he'd never seen that before. He'd never even yeah. seen any power of God before. And now he sees God touched my mom before her, before his eyes. Um, and so then all of a sudden he's looking at me just in awe, just as I'm talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit with my mom. And all of a sudden he looks at me and he says, I think maybe I should receive. And as soon as he says that, or I think maybe I should receive it. As soon as he says that, he starts weeping. Oh, man. Like, like God hit him the moment. God baptized him the moment that he That's said That's so that. awesome. Yeah. So anyways, my, my parents are super supportive and encouraging now. My mom is watching every service, like helping bit. me. She edits my post when I, when I have spelling errors. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's so funny because yeah. I, I am, like when I came out here, I was single when I planned for the church. And my parents have always been such a big part of my life. They're, they're the ones who are the reason why I believe in God the way I do, because okay. their marriage, their love for people, their, they demonstrated who God was to me growing up. And it was really awesome to have them as part of my journey when I came out here. And they were a little resistant on the front end, but on the back end, they were the biggest support. And I think it's so beautiful that you have these beautiful par- praying now parents, praying in the spirit parents who are part of this. And they, they're watching and your mom's so involved, especially with just from afar doing that because I think it just, there's something about having that covering of parents that is just so special for Christians that I don't know, having a mom intercessor is better than having a team of a thousand intercessors. You know, there's something really special. So, okay. So let's keep going forward. So you planted the church. So much is happening. Your family, at least your parents got really touched. And you guys were meeting in a small building for a while. Then coronavirus hits. Yeah. So and you decided to keep going. Right, right. So it was about three years of having church every Sunday, Fridays too. And we were super small and I was hanging on to this prophetic word, but I wasn't seeing any physical fruit, but I was seeing the spiritual fruit, you know, the real, I mean, in this season, it was the wilderness. It was the season of God shaping my heart and growing my faith and testing me. So looking back, I can see, wow, you know, we were moving forward in the spiritual realm every day. But in the yeah. physical realm, it was like, where is the prophetic word? Where is the promise? You know, year after so year, and we stayed just like 10 or 15 people about every week for three years. Which is a normal um, church plan in LA. That's actually the normal size of churches really? they're planning. Yeah, for several wow. years. It's, it's very normal for the average size of a church in America is 75 people. So churches are not big. Right. And the average uh, mega church in LA is under 4,000 people. We don't have mega churches here. There's only a few. 
So it's like, you know, like it's a, it's a hard city to persevere in because there's temptation to leave. And there's always something better going on for Christians who are going to churches. There's like 25 church conferences, you know, if it's not coronavirus time a month. So you can go to so many types of things. So when you get people, when you get 10 people who are committed to a vision and going for it together, that's like having 75 somewhere else because you have, you have people who have all kinds of options and yet they're choosing this family, this church family. So the fact that you guys persevered for a couple of years until it broke through, it's just yeah. so such a picture of what people need to hear that it takes perseverance, yeah. even with the power of God. It takes perseverance yeah. and commitment and learning and going on that journey of waiting. All yeah. that's so important. Yes. And by the way, I shared in the beginning how I had no clue how to preach and I was it was so uncomfortable for me. God has been so faithful and he's given me the words to speak and he's come through and he's come through with power. And, but it wasn't immediate, you know, for years I would, I would step up to preach and I was like, so uncomfortable. And I would deal with the lies of the devil every week. Deal with the lies of the devil. Because you're so natural, Catherine. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when I was there live, I was like, you were speaking and God is doing a new thing. And which I've heard versions that, that message and different iterations and moves of God. It was so alive. It was so present. It made me just think about, okay, God, how do I apply your new into my life? Like I was really in a place of just connecting to the message. And I felt like you were a seasoned veteran spoken for 15 years type person. And so then when you said how young you were, I was like, Oh, <laughs> like you're young. And this is like only a few years old. And okay, wait, I got to come back to the fact that like, you're, you're in the emerging aspect of this because you have such a grace on you, but I do understand what you're saying. When it's you, it's different than when it's people who are listening to you, you know? But you're not yeah. the starter crowd kind of speaker. You actually have something in your life that feels very um, like God's mature, matured it. Yeah, I mean, I've dealt with those lies for a long time. No one ever saw that I was nervous, but I would deal with the lies of the devil. Like, you're not a good enough speaker. Like, you won't yeah. have words to say every week. And then at the end of the service, only like one person usually would say like, I was touched by that message. And so Mm. I would deal with the lies of the enemy saying, you're not a powerful enough preacher every week. How did you deal with being a single woman planning a church? Was that ever hard for you? Or was that just no, no big deal? That's. I definitely heard a lot of criticism. A lot of people think that women can't be pastors. So I've heard a lot of that, but I knew what God spoke and I, and I was just obeying him. So since it was my biggest passion to please him. Now, have you had a context? Because I know many people have been comparing you on your on your posts. They'll say you're like an Amy Summer McPherson or Catherine Coleman. Did you have any context for some of these revivalist names? Like I know Amy Summer McPherson, I think they see like she was an apostle. So she built a church, a movement, a radio channel, all this stuff in her lifetime. Or Catherine, who would lead, you know, both men and women from all denominations into healing and into the presence of God. Did you have a context for that when people say that? Did that say? did they become at all spiritual role models to you? Or was it kind of like, no, they had their thing and uh, it's a nice comparison, but no, I just was wondering. Honestly, both. Uh, I never, never heard of them until I encountered the power of God, which was about six years ago. Yeah. Um, but once I did, I heard about them. And when I first saw Catherine Kuhlman, right after I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, I was passionate about the Holy Spirit. I was passionate about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I'm hearing her preach about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. She's so passionate about it. And she's so animated and passionate. And I was watching her. I'm like, wow, 
she reminds me of myself a little bit. And I was like, that's crazy because her name's the same as mine and it's spelled the same way, which people don't usually spell Catherine that way. And her last initial is K for her last name, just like mine. And I've never seen that in my life. And in that moment, I felt like God speak, you're going to be like her. But remember, I had no desire to minister. Uh, I was pursuing music. So when I heard that, I didn't know what God was talking about. I thought he meant like some miracles would happen when I sang. That's all I could think. And so when I received this prophetic word, there were these puzzle pieces that kind of fit together to confirm it once I I received it. And that was one of them. Um, But to answer your question, so she's a role model, yes, but I can see God's doing a new thing as well. But I think it's cool to remind people that, hey, like God does use women. I know we haven't seen God use women in power and lead churches in a while, but he's done it in the past and he wants to do it again too. No, for sure. And I think that it's so rare. Like I actually know quite a few women who are um, doing some really powerful ministries, but compared to the amount of men, I don't. But I feel like there's a lot of words about this next great move of God is going to be championed by a lot of very strong women leaders, which I'm all for. I'm like, let's do it from all cultures, all backgrounds. Yeah. just taking us into the meetings now. And I know some of you had told me when I was in the park with you, I had the chance to be there and just, you know, being in the, the meeting in the presence of God. And I had asked you there as well, but like you, you said on one of your videos, like I never knew deliverance was going to be one of them, one of the catalysts. Like I didn't know, like I wasn't going after deliverance. It just started happening. That's who God broke. But you had an unusual deliverance happen that kind of broke the whole seal open where people started to come with an expectation of getting healed or delivered. And can you talk about that story a little bit? Yes. So, you know, I received that prophecy that miracles would happen through me and I knew deliverance would happen. But when I was envisioning it, I didn't think it was going to be tons of tons of deliverance, you know? (laughs) Um, But so I'm just waiting. I'm expecting more miracles to happen, revival to break out. And we're now outside. We had been outside since July um, because of COVID hit, we couldn't rent our building anymore for church. And we were having just a couple people show up usually from two to 20 people at the most every week since last July. Um, but then a video went viral on TikTok and many miracles happened on that video as people watched in the testimonies, thousands of wow. comments. Yes. And so, and that was amazing because I had never seen that before. I had been putting yeah. out videos for so long. God had spoken this word to me, the way that revival is going to break out, the way people will be touched more and through your ministry is through one minute videos that you put out. So for about three years, I was putting out one minute videos, getting oh, hardly awesome. any views at all, <laughs> but I spent so much time doing it because God wow. was saying, just do it. Just keep going. Just keep going until the wall of walls around Jericho come down. Yeah. That's what he said. Let's keep going. <laughs> so I did that for years. And then one day, two days before my 30th birthday, I put out this video, examples of God moving in power at the park, um, people being healed, testimonies. And then I prayed at the end for people. And by January 1st, about a day and a half later on my 30th birthday, the video had 1 million views. Wow. And- <laughs> this shows you how hungry people are. Yes. And there were thousands of comments of testimonies of miracles people received, healing, deliverance, feeling the power of God. Atheists say they feel power. I'm an atheist, but I felt power watching. And it was so God. It was completely God because I've been putting out videos so much. I was going live all the time. 
I was never seeing testimonies of miracles people are receiving wow. while watching live. And then one video, all these testimonies. So it was just God's timing. It was just God's yeah. timing. So what happened was from, from there, then more and more people started finding out. There was this woman who came from, who, who in Massachusetts saw the video, flew to LA to come to our service, which only had still 15 people at the time or so. This was this past March. And I started praying for her and she came hungry. She came like more hungry than I had seen anyone come so far. Expectant. That's key. So I start praying for her and she begins to manifest. Demons begin to manifest in her. She starts convulsing. She's on the ground convulsing. Then demons start speaking out of her. I don't want her to preach. And I just commanded the demons to leave. And by the power of Jesus, they left her. And she was set free. And that video went up online. By the way, I had never seen demons manifest at my services before. (laughs) That was the first one. And then people started to see that video. And then from that day, every single week, at least one person, and then it became more and more and more, would come trembling, demons trembling, and then be set free. Demons were cast out. And so then videos went really viral, really viral. One moment has a, one deliverance moment that I put on TikTok has a total of 20 million views broken up into one minute segments, but together 20 million views. So people started flying in regularly just a couple weeks after that because they saw the deliverance happening or baptism of the Holy Spirit happening or healing happening. And they themselves got hope. Like, well, I have the, this the family that was in front of me at the meeting, um, they had come and they turned around and introduced themselves. And they had come up from Oregon for the mom's birthday. There was a family of seven. And she wanted to come, she wanted to come down to LA to see you as a birthday present. That's what she wanted. And she said, I'm just so hungry for the presence of God. And we go to a charismatic church, but there's nobody who's praying for the power of God. And we need breakthrough. We need help. And it wasn't that they needed deliverance. They just needed breakthrough. They just needed like some areas in our lives where they need the power of God to touch it. And that's one of the things that I said to you in our, in our interview in the park was that I feel like through with coronavirus, especially like people are afraid to be in public together a lot of times, or people are afraid to gather at least in LA. And then, and then you have people who are, when they do gather a lot of times the churches are trying to meet the the human need, which I understand like a compassion, mercy. I know your finances are harder. You've lost your job or you churches are going after just stabilizing survival mode. But right. you have taken a different kind of angle at this because of your obedience mm-hmm. to God and said, we're going to go after the power of God to break things. And I think it's really interesting because I'm all for therapy. I believe in therapy. I believe in, I mean, my audience has heard me talk about it a lot. We've gone through therapy, but there are things that have spiritual roots that only God can deal with. And unfortunately, the current Pentecostal charismatic movement at large has been kind of bowing towards more of a seeker friendly. And I'm not, I'm not judging the whole thing. I'm just saying we're trying to meet needs and try and be relevant to culture and society, which I believe we need to bring transformation to society, but there was something really special in the fact that you just got up and were you, and you were, and you just invited the Holy spirit to do something. And that people, unfortunately, the three people I talked to who came, there's the organ group and two other people, they all said that their local church, there was no opportunity for this kind of prayer Mm. of just the presence of God. It wasn't, they weren't looking for deliverance, just the presence of God. And I thought, how sad is that they, they even go to churches that were birthed, out of a power encounter or birth because God revealed himself. And yet this many years later, they're not there anymore. They're not practicing the presence. They're not going after that with that expectation you were talking about. 
So it's so beautiful in the park to feel these people coming. All the people I talked to were Christians, but behind us, there was a band that was going to perform after you were done at eight o'clock. I guess they had the park from eight o'clock on, or yeah. 30 on. And they were watching it. One of the guys goes, this is so fake. And the girl goes, I grew up in a church like this. That woman's real. I know how to, I know what's fake and what's real in church. That woman's real. You need to come sit down and watch. She goes, okay, I'll watch. And she explained play by play what was happening. Wow. She goes, I haven't walked with God for a long time, but this makes me hungry. So I was like, this is interesting because you're in a park where people are running by, you know, yeah. one lady with her dogs comes up and listens to you for the whole time. There's some weird music going on over here. There's a kid's birthday party over here. And then yeah. the revival's happening. Yeah. It's really unique. I was like, this is a unique situation. And I mean, I remember the one guy who comes up and I'm, I don't know if you'll remember this. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he said, like, we had a deal. And in this yeah. demonic voice, we had a deal, you yes. know, like this whole thing. And you, and you basically like, like pulled the attention off the demonic, put the attention back on him and Jesus and said, and basically said, ask Holy Spirit, like what, what he's saying right now. And even one lady came with a list of, that was so long pages of things she wanted to renounce. And you said, that's a long list. Just ask Holy Spirit what he wants to bring up right now for deliverance. You don't need to go through all that with us. Yeah. Like, especially it can be so showy. I mean, people sometimes want that because they feel like they want, they want to be imprinted by a moment that they did something for God versus you put the emphasis back on the power of God. Let God do something for you. Like, let this be about God doing this. Not you, you, you can't make this happen. So just ask Holy Spirit. And I felt it was really cool. Cause I feel like there's a lot of people who've strayed away from showing these moments because they're afraid it's going to become a 1970s, you know, weird deliverance <laughs> moment versus like, actually it's, it felt really freeing and people would be on the floor and they're on the ground, they get up and they just look different. Their faces, yeah. their countenance were so different. Yeah. And some people weren't fully like one lady, you had her get up and you said, you know, go home and deal with Jesus about that. And it was like, you knew she wasn't fully delivered. Right. She wasn't fully ready, but it was okay. It was like, she had yeah. a, mo a measure of breakthrough and she had a moment of the presence that will remind her where to go next time. Like we'll remind yeah. her how to activate that. So I was really encouraged by what I saw in just the one meeting and what I've seen in the clips because I watched your stewardship and it was really encouraging and exciting to me. And I'm glad you told me that God showed, told you that his works are supposed to be displayed right now, yes. which really is an answer to the, maybe the critics who are like, why are you showing all this? Well, God told you to, which I think is really effective. Yes. Yeah. So, it says that yeah. the, the, in, the, in the book of Acts, it says the people were in awe as they watched mm. the miracles performed by the apostles. So to, and for me that to see people be set free, it opened my yeah. eyes up in the spiritual realm, how real God is and how much love he has for his people that he really does want to free them. I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah, you know? me too. And, I saw it when you were ministering. Yes. So, so where do you think like, this is going in this season of, you know, we're in a weird place in the world and we're kind of over time, but it's okay. Um, in, in the in the sense of where the world is at with Afghanistan and you know, all these natural disasters, Haiti and the fires and and the coronavirus and all this stuff, and and you speak with so much hope. So so in the context of it, where would you encourage people to have their faith in the context of a world that's harder than it's been in a long time with natural disasters and rumors of war and coronavirus pandemic and economic instability and the most um, kind of warfare in, in in politics we've ever seen in in modern history. I mean, people are even saying it could become an emotional civil war and it might lead to a natural civil war, which I don't agree with. But there's just so much, that's the pressure we feel. There's so much anxiety in the air. And yet you're seeing the power of God break through. What would you tell the average person who's listening right now who's like, I want the power of God to break through in my life? 
how would how should they position their heart? Stay focused on Jesus. Yeah. He's the hope of the world. I mean, he is greater than any evil, any scheme of the devil coming on this earth. And he wants abundant life for all of his people. Mm. But he's the answer. When we get distracted with doing things in the world by might, it says not by might, but by the spirit. Yes. And so as Christians, many times we can try to focus so much on the might and how we can help and how we can change and how we can fix things, how we can fix things through politics by might. But God says by the spirit. And so if we unite as a body of Christ and consume ourselves with Jesus, allow him to pour anointing in us, power of God, so that God can move through and help people set them free of the spiritual issues in their life. Now they're going to see breakthrough in all areas, physical too, when we can be serious about carrying the true power and presence of God. That's what will bring real change to the world. Oh, so good. Okay, so people can get a hold of you, Catherine, through TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and you go live all the time, Fivefold Church and also Catherine Crick. Is there any other ways that you want to highlight right now or anything you want to highlight to our audience? I think that's great. Yeah, I go live usually Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, around 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when I'm not traveling, um, and I'm doing online deliverance and prophetic ministry on zoom and through ig instagram live so join us there it's amazing to encounter the power of god just watching the lives we have so many testimonies of people being set free and encountering jesus by watching and also to see god move to see god move people across the world on this screen it's it's an amazing time in god's presence well, I want to encourage you guys to go deeper with Catherine's ministry. She's really going for it. I'm so excited that you were on today. Thanks for sharing so so authentically. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such an honor. Do you want to be mentored in hearing God's voice? It's not hard, but it takes time, examples, practice, and conversations to really get in the place of being able to get revelation and also to know how to interpret and reply what God's showing you. I have started an online community through our platform, Transcend God Mentoring, where you receive weekly videos, weekly live group mentoring, monthly special events, and all of our past e-courses on the gifts, marriage, and relevant topics to your spiritual journey. Come join me and all my platform contributors to learn how to walk out a thriving journey of hearing God. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic, part of the Exploring Series podcast. These podcasts are made possible by generous donations of listeners just like you. Become a partner or visit us at bullsministries.com with your one-time donation today. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please become a part of our family by subscribing. Connect to us at www.bullsministries.com where we want to resource you with our articles, books, weekly mentoring, e-courses, and more. Or download our Bulls app free at our web store. We love to hear your feedback. Drop us a line and also your rating, reviewing, and sharing makes such a difference in the world for people learning about us. Thanks for listening.